0: Good
1: afternoon and welcome. Has it only been 37 days? Because it feels like this election campaign has been going on forever. And it's been polarizing. With less than four days to go, the two ends of the country seem to be lined up on opposite sides. Although the outcome is getting harder to predict by the day. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau is pointing the finger at the Conservatives, accusing them of running the, quote, one of the dirtiest, nastiest campaigns based on disinformation that we've ever seen in this country. This from a guy who fear mongers and raises the specter of Ontario Premier Doug Ford at every opportunity. But also, remember, right at the top of the only English-language full debate, conservative leader Andrew Scheer took the opportunity to immediately call Trudeau a phony and a fraud. And the Greens are accusing the NDP of disinformation. One of the key developments right now is the surge of the Bloc Québécois in Quebec, and uh, that's why, among other reasons, that we are seeing the liberal leader spending a lot of time there the block could end up holding the balance of power in a minority parliament. So what, what do you make of all of this? The numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-744-740. And right now I'm joined by Michael Diamond, principal of Upstream Strategy Group, and he's a conservative, and Patrick Gossage, chairman of Media Profile. And Patrick, of course, was a Hello. press secretary. Hi, Patrick, to the elder sure. Prime Minister Trudeau. Welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us. For Thank me. you. Okay, we'll start with Patrick, uh, do you agree that this is one of the dirtiest, nastiest campaigns full of information?
2: Well, yes. And I mean, I like to think of it as sort of ungentlemanly. I mean, I can think of gentlemanly uh, uh, campaigns, the 79 campaign, which Trudeau lost was pretty gentlemanly. I mean, he made fun of Clark, but that's the worst that he ever did. I mean, the, to, you know, to, to say that a Prime Minister is unworthy of being a Prime Minister and is a fraud and a cheat and a liar is pretty strong stuff. And I mean, and Trudeau has been pretty tough himself on, on uh, here and you know really attacked him on his, uh, you know, views of abortion, which he holds similar views, but attacked him absolutely mercilessly in the, in the uh, French debate. And you know these are these are attacks that we're not used to. I mean, I've lived a long time and I think it's it's so. And, you know, and I think the other unfortunate thing is that it's played back into the household. I mean, in my riding, my liberal candidate is getting shouted at at the door. There's a real hate on for Trudeau for people who don't like him and won't vote for him. And I've certainly not. Really done.
1: shouted at at the door.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I don't know whether that happens in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, sheer supporters. I don't think so. But, I mean, she gets quite worried about it. You know, I mean, there is a polarization and it does filter down to the average person. And what? I mean, I was I was in the the Caworthas, and apparently uh, apparently uh, tr- people called Trudeau a jackass there. I mean, you know, do you, whoever called a prime minister a jackass.
1: Oh, I mean, I've heard know. that quite a few times, actually, for <laughs> quite a few prime ministers.
3: Yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> but anyway, it is no, but I mean, it is. It's a level of it's a level of of dislike and hate and 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 you know and and split a split that's. Much much deeper than usual, I think, and it's unfortunate, and it, it, it's 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 made it so that you know the two parties are now t- dead tied. They're both sinking in the polling support, and they're still tied. And so it's the none of the above is becoming almost a you know a, I mean people are obviously not satisfied with either leader. I think,
4: Michael. Look, I think there's a great deal of pearl clenching when people are saying that this is the nastiest. Oh, sorry, can you start I can again? My that. bad. <laughs> I, I, I think there's a great deal of p- pearl clenching uh, when people say this is the nastiest campaign ever. I mean, it, it certainly has been a very nasty campaign. But I remember a time when there was an ad saying that Stephen Harper would put soldiers on our streets and our cities That's and that true, the liberals right. weren't making this up, which, by the way, they were making it up. Or an ad in the 1993 election uh, focusing on Jean Chrétien's uh, facial, uh, facial issue, which was just unseemly and ungentlemanly, of course. So uh, this is not an abnormally nasty election. It certainly is a nasty election. And where I will agree with Patrick is that uh, I think it is unprecedented how how far and wide it has disseminated into uh, your grassroots voters who are, are quite a bit more polarized than uh, typically uh, you have seen.
1: Okay, um, the the big polarizing thing today seems to be the endorsement from <laughs> Barack Obama. Is is that going to help or hurt, Patrick? Well, I you know,
2: Obama is very popular in Canada, and and uh, you know, um, Justin has had an ongoing relationship with him. So I mean, it's it is a it's friend to friend, and uh, so I'm not I'm not shocked, and I don't think it's foreign interference, and I think. You know, a lot of liberals will say, hey, that's terrific. You know, they like Obama and, you know, it may motivate a few liberals to get out and vote. Who knows? Um, I don't think it's such a bad thing. Uh, I think, you know, Shear isn't making too much of it and I don't think he should.
1: Yeah, The question, uh, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, to be fair, Obama has endorsed Emmanuel Macron and and, uh, Angela Merkel. So he's done this before. But to me... You don't do that unless you're asked to do that. Does, does Do you think it shows some kind of desperation, Michael? Look,
4: it's, it's one of those things that I certainly agree with you, that this was not unprompted. Barack Obama didn't pick up whatever type of smartphone he uses yesterday and tweet out an endorsement to Justin Trudeau. That was a request and it was asked for. And it would be interesting to know who actually put in that request to him, if it was some of Justin's friends at Canada 2020, who've paid uh, Barack Obama a great deal in speaker's fees since he's left the, uh, the office of uh, president. So th- there's a lot I'd like to know. But this is not going to hurt the Liberals at all. But it's also not the uh, saving grace uh, or Hail Mary that I think that they're hoping it will be. Canadians typically don't like to be told what to do by Americans, be it Donald Trump, be it Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. Bill Clinton in 1995 during the uh, referendum was very, very careful not to wade in because that would have had a very uh, bad impact. Uh, This wouldn't this won't have a negative impact, but I don't see it being a huge motivator for progressives to go out and coalesce behind Justin Trudeau.
2: Uh, no and i think i think you know you're, there's a certain assumption now from from supporters of the uh of the uh, conservatives that he's going to be the next prime minister and of course he's using that as a as a uh, you know as a talking point and when he's talking about when i'm prime minister not if and i think that's a big mistake and i don't think it's by any means decided and you know it's a bit of it's a bit of if you can't if you fake it, if you fake it and fake it, and then you'll make it, or something like that. Fake it before you make it, you know. And
1: until you I, I, make you, it, that's the same. Fake it until you make it. Yeah, I love
2: that saying. Fake it until you make it.
4: Well, the only yeah. candidate I can recall admitting that they weren't going to win an election before a uh, single vote was counted was Kathleen Wynne, and we know how that yeah, worked know. out for her. So I think projecting the air of confidence and uh, viability is very important. Oh,
2: I, I don't. Well, I don't agree at all. I just think I just think it's going to to people who you know maybe are sitting at home thinking oh well maybe it wouldn't be so bad to shear he's not going to win anyway and if he's saying i'm going to be next prime minister it may motivate some liberals to to vote you know and uh i think that's i, I don't think it, that kind of thing works and i don't recall it being you know being used before you know um
1: anyhow. Uh, well, we'll he's the, the Prime Minister is is uh, saying, uh, you know, you've got to, you need a progressive government, not a progressive opposition. Terrible things will happen if the Conservatives are elected. Yeah, is is that going to work, Michael?
4: Look, it will. It has in the past. In 2004, the Liberals were very successful in scaring New Democrats uh, or soft New Democrats into voting for the Liberals to stop Stephen Harper. I think that the 10 years of Harper government without major changes without drastic overhaul uh, on, on uh, the issues that the Liberals pinpointed as being uh, in contention. Uh, n- nothing happening, I think, will will blunt that uh, strategy a bit, but it has worked for them in the past. Uh, it probably will have some effect, but I think uh, Jagmeet Singh's done a very uh, smart uh, strategy of dipping his water, uh, his toe into the water of a, a coalition and working a partnership to have a progressive government.
1: Yeah, so what about the specter of a coalition? I, I don't think Canadians like that idea. And, and, of course, Patrick, the Conservatives have jumped on it and saying it's, it's going to, it was a very clever line. It was something is going to be uh, run by the NDP with, uh, with a Trudeau mask or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that,
2: was, that wasn't a bad line at all. But, you know, generally, though, I mean, what we've seen is, is agreements, you know, not, not necessarily written agreements, but just agreements. That uh, on a case by case situation, you know, a third party will support the will support uh, the party that wants to stay in government or form a government, and uh, you know that's worked pretty well. Coalitions, uh, you know, there there really haven't been many, and I mean I'm thinking of the of the Peterson NDP co- coalition in Ontario. It worked very well, and uh, it was a very progressive government, and it did well. People liked it, you know, and I think that's very, very well. May may very well be what happens. I mean, that's what I'm. I'm very tense about. I mean, if 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 Trudeau gets one more seat than Shear, he can stay. He can quite legitimately stay on as prime minister, or even if they're tied,
1: uh, if, even if, if he gets fewer, I think he can. He can. I mean, that certainly happened to speaking, another. Come. Absolutely. Yeah, he can. He can he decide can, not but, to I mean, resign. I've,
2: I don't. I don't know how that would go over, frankly. Yeah, his, um,
4: his father and Paul Martin, I think, set a precedent that that would be politically difficult for him to do, but constitutionally speaking, it would certainly yeah, be exactly. proper protocol.
2: Well if- I mean, there, there was this funny sort of attempt in '79, the, the day after the election, to see if Broadbent would support Trudeau and Trudeau could stay on, and of course that didn't work, and that would have been very foolish. Uh, I mean, there were how many seats were there? I think there was about a five or 10 seat difference. And, and with the NDP, uh, you know, with the NDP, uh, Trudeau would have had a majority. But, you know, as you say, it's, it's, it's traditional that, that the person with the most seats gets to at least try and form a government. And we'll see. I mean, Trudeau's a tough nut and he may just say to heck with it, you know, I'm still prime minister and I don't, do not want to give, uh, you know, Canada into the hands of this. Of this, this really, real conservative, not progressive conservative. I'm really amused by the fact that you know it's all about progressive, and not progressive conservative. I think it's just as well that you lost lost the progressive because the conservative party certainly ceased being progressive. That's for sure. Uh-
1: Now, uh, overhanging all of this is is the surge of the Bloc Québécois in Quebec, and and the specter on the other side, because the NDP has said it would not work with a conservative government. Is is a conservative minority propped up by the Bloc? How would that work?
4: That would be that would be politically very very untenable, and I think we saw that in uh, 2008 when there was actually talk of an actual coalition forming uh, with support between uh, the NDP and the Bloc for for the uh, Liberals to take out Stephen Harper's government after the 2008 election, and, and that really uh, did not resonate well in the rest of Canada, and I think it would be politically un- un- untenable for any party to look at a formal agreement uh, in getting support from the Bloc Quebecois, and also if you look at uh, uh, the members of the Bloc, uh, they're diametrically opposed on many important issues from the Conservatives. Uh, provincial rights are certainly one thing, but when you get into the nitty-gritty of government, there would be very little common ground.
1: Well, climate yeah, change... the least of which climate change... Yeah. Uh, because, and pipelines.
2: You know, and pipelines. I mean, so I mean that leaves that leaves uh, sheer if he gets more seats than Trudeau with the unpleasant idea of you know trying to work out some kind of uh, support from a party from parties that do not want to support him. You know, uh, and I I don't know what the answer to that is. I think he might have a very difficult time. You know, getting the confidence of the
4: house. Well, frankly, the length of that government, I think, would depend if it was a minority in the situation we're discussing on the leadership, uh, the leadership process that the Liberals would undertake. If uh, Justin Trudeau were to remain as leader, uh, we'd probably be looking at an election very quickly. If they were to select a new leader and have you know eight months to a year uh, uh, in that process, they would not want to force an election. So I think you'd see a lot of abstentions or uh, uh, diplomatic flus to ensure that the government could carry on uh, while they select a new.
1: Well, what about the That's conservatives? Now that is interesting. That's a very original, and yeah. I can't
2: help agreeing. Although I can't, I can't see Trudeau resigning. I mean, knowing him, I just can't see
4: him. He has resigning. a very good example unless in it, his own family not to resign. So. unless it's a real
2: defeat, and I, you know, given the way that that uh, Shear is polling in Ontario, where the most seats are, I, you know, I don't, I don't see Shear getting a, a large num- a large number more seats than Trudeau at this point. I mean, even in the 905, shears numbers are going down according to Nano. So that gives me hope up here, you know, where, where you know, the, I was really worried that the Tories were going to really do well up here, but I'm not so sure now. Um, anyway. Okay, we'll let's,
1: let's take a couple of calls, uh, by the way, uh, folks. The number 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We are talking about uh the dying days of the election campaign and uh, still a dead heat. We're talking about the possibility of minority government. What will that mean? Let's go to Victor in Etobicoke. Hi, Victor. Yeah, how you doing, Libby? Fine. How are you? Good, listen, you know, I,
3: I'm really pissed, you know, because no one's ever talking about this Omar card, the guy that got that $10.5 million.
1: 10.2. No one
3: No one has talked about this.
1: Uh, actually, you know, we've had some Trudeau, callers, yeah. you
3: got to go, man. You know that guy just bought a plaza in Edmonton for $3.5 million? He's just getting richer off our money. Now, i got. I got to say something. Trudeau and Obama... Are together because the only thing that the only way I think that this guy got out of jail is for Obama to sign him out because that's the only way he could have got out. Mm, um, Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Obama's in the clear. Now Obama's in this picture now because what happened to Obama two years ago? Now he's in here because the election's here. Is this going to be another scandal because of Trump? um, I mean, what's going on, Libby? Oh, I don't like this guy. Get rid of this guy. This guy is trouble. I was there in the 70s.
1: Okay, Victor, Uh, we get your drift. Thanks.
4: I'll point out, Uh, though, Victor, uh, you I agree with a lot of what you said, not everything. But uh, the conservatives have actually included reference to uh, the payment to Mr. Cotter in uh, several literature pieces that have gone out to voters.
1: Oh, and and our callers here keep bringing it up. I mean, it's it's uh, I would say not forgotten by any means. Let's go to Brian and Mimico. Hey, Brian.
3: Hi, Libby. You know, bottom line is a majority liberal government would be a disaster for us and our grandchildren. A minority government, liberal government, backed up by the Greens or the NDP would be a disaster for our great-great-grandchildren. Because it would take that long to pay it off if they ever could. You just can't afford them that's all there is to it
1: okay brian thanks for that all right now we have a first time caller rick in fort erie hi rick hello oh we lost rick okay uh rick call back and i'll give you the bell again first time callers get um a bell so uh Sounds like everything is pretty polarized, Michael. Um, you know, Patrick was just talking about the 905, and I've had people predict 905 will be all or nothing for either party.
4: Look, uh, you, we've seen uh, divergence in polls. So Nano certainly on a small sample size has tightened up. Some of the other companies still have uh, – or sorry, spread out for a, a liberal lead, but some of the other companies still have quite a tight uh, typed, uh, margin there. What I think you have to look at is the campaign tour schedule. Uh, if if the Liberals were 10 points up in 905, they would not have had the prime minister out in Brampton last Saturday. So I think their internal numbers are showing a closer race. And this election will certainly be decided in the 905 uh, with the volume of seats there. Uh, so it's going to be one to watch this weekend. If you're seeing leaders show up there again, you'll know it's close.
2: Patrick? Yeah, well, yes, I agree. I agree. It's, it's going to be tight. And, uh, you know, who's got the. Best ground game, we, we, and you know these are things that it's almost impossible for journalists to cover. You know, it's it's impossible to cover the ground game and how effective it is. Uh, and you know, I mean, I, I only know the ground game of the of the person here in the Aurora, or Oak Ridge's Aurora, Richmond Hill. It's a good ground game. It isn't as big as before because you know there's not as many youth, which makes me worried. But I mean, because Trudeau certainly got the youth out, uh, and and they've strengthened the ground game in a lot of the ridings out here. And he was here quite a lot. Uh, he's been here once, so we'll see if he comes back. I suspect maybe he will. Um, but you know, the, these as 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 we but we both agree that it's really hard to call because we just don't know how they get out the how strong they get out the vote. Uh, machinery is—it's certainly not very strong for the NDP here, and but it's not a worry at all in the 905. I guess it could take it could take votes from uh, the Liberals, but you know they're just not they're, they just are not a force out here. So you know it's 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 to, it's Tory Liberal period, and we'll see.
1: Okay, I, very tense, very tense. <laughs> okay, I'm going to uh, try our first call, time caller again, and I'm giving him the second bell, Rick and Fort Erie. Hi, Rick. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you?
5: Very good. Uh, I've got a few things I want to bring up. I mean, for all the criticism, I'm nonpartisan. I voted for all three parties. Uh, Doug Ford, you know, I haven't heard one person say, I wish we had McGinty or back. Not one. And the economy, <laughs> uh, from what I gather, 52% of Canadians are working paycheck to paycheck. We're up to about 44.7%. Of every dollar we earn, goes to some form of taxation, and, and and I hear robust economy. I don't know that middle class is struggling big time. I can tell you that. And the climate, I wish uh, I would like everyone to Google this and just take a look at it. It's called Toronto Star Dirty Dollars. We've been paying the corporations billions per years to pollute. There's one particular uh, pulp and paper mill in Terrace Bay, Ontario, recently under during a five year span. They have over 2,457 environmental violations. That's air, water, soil. The Liberal government fined them 340,000, and in return okay. gave them 134 million. So, Rick, what? Are, routine.
1: you're not going to vote Liberal this time around? Is that that's what the notes here say? Is that right? But The notes here say you're not going to vote Liberal this time around.
5: No, I'll give you three reasons. to win and Trudeau, mm-hmm. and I have voted for them in the past. They're, they're, they're destroying our country.
1: Okay, thanks, Rick, for that. Let's go to Eva in Guelph. Hi, Eva.
6: Hi, Libby, and thank you for taking my call. This is the first time. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm quite happy about it. I'll try to make it uh, fast. I'm a bit nervous, because, but I do Don't listen be- to the radio since I moved from my beautiful city, Toronto, to up here, and I miss Toronto quite a bit, and, but I've been listening for about 23 years. The station and I like it very much. Thank That's you. what I hear in the radio. That's what I hear. At home. I mean in the car and at home. Forgive me. I'm a bit nervous. Um, so with about what the elections said is I have been voting for the liberals for over 40 years plus because I thought the facts were they were middle, you know, at balance. No Prime Minister gonna please everybody. It's impossible and any of us can please anybody, even our families and friends. So but at least the majority and I'm concerned with the Liberals is about the money they have spent and working for organization it had to be balanced ledgers and everything balanced. That's why they have money and that's why they are the strongest in a country I think mm-hmm. number 1
1: But just um, a minute uh Eva we're 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 uh, starting to uh, run out of time so you're okay, undecided
6: Okay so what I'm saying is is I about you can nobody pleases. So I'm between the conservatives and the liberals, and uh, I'm not concerned about liberals of uh, brown face or black face because that's an excuse. I mean, he wasn't a young person, and I went to many parties. Oh my God, yes, yes. Okay,
1: but Eva, so when are you going to make up your mind?
6: I <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. I'm listening to it, and uh, I'm. Concern about the, the money has been spent. And like somebody said before, for the future generations, for okay. grandchildren and whatsoever. And also to do the, the censorship. Okay. Uh, our free speech. <laughs> I moved to this country because of the free speech and uh, freedom of speech. And that has gone down to number 18. Okay. As for socialism, Eve, no, Eva, I know what's going on
1: in Europe.
6: Eva, and, we've got, um, Eva,
1: we've, we've
6: got to go. So, uh, been,
1: tomorrow's free for all. You can call back. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, an undecided (laughs) voter. Uh, We're starting to run out of time on this segment. Um, So, what role will the undecided play? Look, it's going to be a
4: huge role. Uh, uh, They they will typically, many of them will decide, like Eva, when they walk into the polling polling station when they have the ballot in front of them. So, it's going to be the job of the five leaders, uh, the six leaders, if you if you will, in Quebec, uh, to really uh, be do the sales pitch this week and then get the job done.
2: And Patrick. Yeah, no I agree. And I mean I think I think the the polls will definitely change over the weekend. They did in 2015. And you know we may see a quite unexpected turn over the weekend and you know we'll all hold our breath. That's I for sure am going to and any I think anything happen and it's kind of exciting. You know what? It's a great, <laughs> it's rather exciting to say the least. And Monday's going to be Monday night we're going to be all with our fingers crossed and, you know, our toes crossed and hoping that our people do well, you know.
1: Anything anything else you want to leave us with, Michael?
4: Look, uh, you know, pay attention to the tour schedule this weekend. That's where you're going to know where the close races are. Okay. Good point.
2: Good Uh, point. Nice to talk with you, Michael. You as well.
1: Okay. Nice nice to talk to both of you uh, and uh, people. Uh, We're probably going to be talking about this all through Free for All Friday tomorrow. That is my bet. <laughs> that's my one election guest for the moment. Uh, and thank you to our guests and everybody. Uh, please make sure you get out and vote. I think that's the You're important here. thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.